Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Happy New Year! Welcome to Rich Change Let's Square Theatre podcast. Uh, it'll be coming up pretty soon. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to give a little something back in return for the freeness of this podcast, then please come and see me on tour in Lord of the Dance Settee, which is touring the UK through uh, Feb- January, February, March, April and May of this new 2015 year. Go to richherring.com slash gigs or richherring.com slash L-O-T-D-S slash tour and you can find out if I'm coming near to you. Please come. Then I can carry on doing these. Now let's enjoy Richard Herring, that's me, Leicester Square Theatre. I'm referring to myself as a third person like a maniac. Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who says, find another place because you can't play here, spreading all your nits about. It's Richard Herring! Thank you. Thank you very much. I've developed, I've developed a little uh, almost Mike McIntyre styles. Little dance I do now every time I come on. I'm very overexcited because I've lost some weight uh, and it's good exercise. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, it's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, you may have heard some people around uh, started calling it Rahalastapa. <laughs> <laughs> 
there, there's loads of them in who are doing that. Uh, it's been a very exciting week. I, uh, that was a little reference to last uh, week's uh, podcast. You're much better than last week's audience already, by the way. Uh, and uh, about with Murphy's Mob, that was a quote from the that no one had heard of last week either. But I watched a couple of episodes of Murphy's Mob. I think you sent me a link, Andy, didn't you, to the uh, to the opening titles, which are very good. Uh, and uh, Linda Bellingham, I've forgotten, was in was in Murphy's Mob. So that's do watch. You can watch all of them. She's a uh, uh, sadly missed, and she's a fantastic actress. So it's, it's very well acted. This the uh, glory days of children's television. Uh, no one's interested, Richard, apart from you. But uh, and I should say to our listeners at home, Happy New Year! Because this uh, podcast will be going out either on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So the people who are listening to watching this are literally from the future. They're from 2015, the year that Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future. That's how, that's how different they're going to be from you people sitting here back in mid-November 2014. They will laugh at you. without your, They've got hoverboards, they've got fax machines. They've all got four fax machines in their houses. You might think that's a retrograde step. It's not. Fantastic thing. So, how, welcome. I hope it's nice in the future. We're debating backstage what celebrities might have been die, died or been assassinated. Uh, in the, there'll be some, won't they? We won't. We won't know who they are. I'm hoping it's Jeremy Kyle. That's who I'm. That's who I'm hoping for. But if it is, don't think. Oh, that's a bit sick, Rich. Having to go. I didn't know it was. I was just unless I unless it's me who has killed him in order to make that make me look like Nostradamus. In which case, you should disapprove slightly of what I have done. It's a slap on the wrist offence. Uh, and uh, oh, very excitingly, well, this week, back in the real world, it was, uh, it was Ian Gunpowder Day on uh, 5.11, wasn't it? Uh, this, uh, and a lot of people were tweeting, uh, the Guy Fawkes, I don't know if you've seen that, there's a Guy Fawkes signature before he uh, is captured and tortured, and then there's a signature afterwards where it's very shaky. And, uh, but, you know, once you're famous, your autograph does get a lot sloppier, because uh, you're doing so many of them, that's... I imagine. So, um, and uh, the exciting thing that happened to me, well, I've, I've done a few exciting things. I bought a pram this uh, week. That was exciting. No, I'm not, not for myself. That would be quite, quite, I would quite like one. But quite nice to have an adult pram. Quite, uh, I'm, I'm having a uh, baby. My wife is doing some of the work uh, of that in, in carrying it. But I've done the hard job. I got it in there, which is like putting a ship in a bottle, isn't it? It's a very hard thing. <laughs> Very hard thing to do, so I deserve. But uh, we bought a pram, and it, I got look. It's kind of weird going around all the um, the shops, and it, it's kind of like I'm quite excited because in a two or three years, the toys get start getting interesting. You know, like there was little pinball machines, which I'm very interested in for three years. But like the baby toys are a bit childish. It's just like there's like some kind of butterfly or something with a mirror on it. And that's no good. That's not kind of idiot would like that, that is, uh, that's, but once you get onto the tiny little bit there's a, like a keyboard you can dance on and it'll play that, that's going to be good isn't it uh, so it's lots to look forward to but the first couple of years boring fucking hell so um and uh, oh, so I witnessed a uh, big uh, I witnessed a crime uh, this week in uh, pret manger which I like to go to uh, I was sitting in pret manger and uh, a sort of shifty man came in and he was it was quite late on in the evening, uh, and he was sort of fingering all the sandwiches, which I did not like, and especially the, the little croissants with ham and cheese. He was sort of putting his finger in there. Well, not very nice. He was a little bit shifty. It took ages. And then I saw him just... He, he, he looked around, and he just threw one of the sandwiches into his coat and ran out of the, of the Pret-a-Manger. You know, that is a crime. That's, and I witnessed it, but I didn't grass on him, because uh, that's not the kind of guy 
I am. Also, he looked like... The thing is, those sandwiches go to the homeless in about an hour and a half's time. He looked like he really needed it. But then, he, then he later... I thought, well, that's impressive. But I was tweeting about how impressed I was with this man stealing a sandwich. Uh, it was one of the, the, the uh, hambon... Uh, those ham, hambon... They're like the French little rolls. I like them. You know, the, the, none of you eat in uh, Pret-a-Manger. When you're as rich as me, you'll get to eat in... That's what celebrities do. Me and Josh Widdicombe eating Pret-a-Manger. Uh, uh, but th- then he came in and then he got two more sandwiches and took them up to the counter. This was his second trick. He started eating them as, he, as the woman was running through the till and then he didn't have any money. And, they, and, then, and then he gave him a card and the card, oh, the card didn't work. It was a brilliant scheme. And uh, they just let him off. It was fantastic. So uh, those, those are a couple of... Uh, you can steal from Pret-a-Manger is what I'm... <laughs> Is what I'm saying. Anyway, look, we will crack straight on uh, with the uh, the podcast. Who knows what we will discover uh, this week? We and welcome a man who is m- perhaps best known for his appearance in the 1990s late night uh, sketch show Planet Mirth, a, sh- a show so popular that they kept moving it around in the schedules to give <laughs> the other sketch shows a chance. Put it on at three o'clock in the morning on ITV. It was in the days when uh, the, the comedy shows on ITV weren't just um, sexist men encouraging people to rape other people. So, uh, <laughs> will you please... In those days, it was, it was a science fiction. It was very good. Uh, we will talk about that. Will you please welcome Milton Jones, ladies and gentlemen, from Planet Earth. From off of Planet Earth. Hello, how you doing? Sit down. Pull up a mic. Make yourself at home. How are you doing? Very good. I was in Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> it's good if you want to steal stuff from the. It's quite a good trick to. I think you could get away with it because you know, without being offensive. <laughs> uh, and you know, there gets a point where you think, is it worth us making a fuss about this guy, or should we just let him? He was quite impressed just to stand at the counter eating the sandwich. Yeah, because you don't actually know if he's paid for it at that point, because no. he may have a receipt for you know. That's true, yeah. yeah. So you've got to, you've got to watch, it, might, it, might be, it might be set up. So what do you remember about uh, Planet Mirth, which uh, was... I remember being offered to do a science fiction sketch show yeah. with not many scripts written. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll do that. And then going, but where are the scripts? And then we had to sort of scrabble them together on the, on the set. And... Uh, and then we realised there were 13 episodes. <laughs> so there was a lot of episodes. Yeah. Does anyone remember Planet Mirth? Shout out if you remember Planet Mirth. Wow, we've got it. We've done it. This, uh, we've done it. We've done it. It's the pointless uh, Dave Gorman Google whack. I remember it, though, because my friend uh, Ben Moore and Emma yeah, Kennedy yeah. were both in it as well. So there was, So was it about 1997, uh, I think? Was it, no, was that, yeah, was it, it was, that late? Yeah, it was oh, that late. Yeah, it yeah. Feels, mm. feels so much longer ago than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was... It was uh, well, I can't remember a thing about it apart from... I what was the most... Vain- no, I'll tell you what I had to do. I did a spoof Jeremy Clarkson right. on fairground rides. Right. <laughs> And uh, just, you know, taking them for a spin and saying, well, that really was great. <laughs> Sadly, it didn't sound like Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> I've never actually been on a fairground ride since because I was just sick because I kept getting it wrong. So they'd just run the ride again. And we were at Alton Towers and just do it again and again and again. The more I got sick, I got the more I couldn't do it. Wow. They yeah. should just have put that out. That sounds pretty... <laughs> if it was now, that would just be on YouTube, wouldn't it? The guy oh, trying to do the sketch. I think some of it is, is on it? YouTube. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, that was so. That was after because your career has been uh, a, a lot longer, I think, than uh, many people yeah, might realise. <laughs> in fact, that it, which is a good thing, I think, as a, as a comedian, it's yeah. good to have been going for a long time. But it, you, you, I was in the Goon Show. <laughs> <laughs> but you were. Uh, you won the Perrier Best Newcomer in 1996, so that presumably is, yeah. you've been going for a few years. Were you going for a yeah, few years? Yeah, a few years before that. Before that, yeah. 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 And, then, uh, uh, and then you must have thought the Perrier Best Newcomer, it's all coming home. Then yeah. Planet Mirth came in. You must think this is... Yeah, yeah. Everything's going yeah. up roses. Well, to be fair, I have been working <laughs> since then. Yeah. And I uh, did a Radio 4 radio series for years and years. We're yeah, still right. doing it. Uh, we're into our 10th series now. Yeah. And uh, so I've always been working, but sort of job... Jobbing club comic yeah. more than anything else, and uh, but it, well, you said it, said it earlier. As soon as you're on telly, people go, "Oh, he's new," and then there's producers are essentially lazy, and there's nothing like being on telly to make them think, "Oh, he should be on telly more." <laughs> and so you end up on other stuff as well. And people say, keep coming up to him, going, oh, how long have you been going?" <laughs> and you look over there. <laughs> so uh, just uh, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. But in, I think, in a sense, I mean, because again, I, I, my career, we, we, me and Stu had quite a lot of success yeah, early yeah. on, and he's had quite a lot of success recently. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but you know, it's actually, in a way, I felt it was a bit fast for us. You know, we were within sure. sort of five or six years, yeah. we were sort of on TV, and mm. I, I, I wish it had been a bit slower, really. And also yeah, yeah. now, I feel like after having worked for quite a lot, twenty-five years or so, yeah, yeah. I suppose, professionally, is. You know, you sort of start to know what you're doing a little bit, whereas a lot yes. of a lot of kids now get sort of taken on TV and spat yes. out, chewed up and spat out, don't they? No, absolutely. And when you're actually on telly regularly, you burn up a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if you haven't got a back catalogue to go into, you know, you, you're literally writing stuff and performing it the next day, and that's not very healthy. Inevitably, you're going to look bad at some point. Yeah. So, uh, but because I've had like uh, 15 years or so not doing much telly. So every time a producer asks me, so have you got any other ideas? I go, you bet I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> I have a big drawer full of scripts uh, that nothing has happened with. So, yeah, that is, uh, that's exciting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's... Uh, we would, again, we were talking... There is a little... You can watch, if you subscribe monthly, there's a little bit extra you can watch uh, where we talk backstage. We were talking backstage about uh, one-liners... Uh, which is obviously what you're uh, famous for, and what mainly your shows are, are made up of. Yeah, which is kind of... I made a rod from my own back in terms of putting an hour-and-a-half tour show together. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, it's great. It's sort of good on telly, because you just come on and go, bang, 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 and then everyone goes, clap, clap, clap. But if you, actually, after about 15 minutes, you can see blood coming out of people's ears. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, I can't... It's too much information. In fact, I've been heckled a couple of times quite sweetly, but someone shouted out... Um, these are just words. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> and another time a woman stood up and said, what is this? Both of those I had no reply to. At all. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty strong heckles. Yeah. <laughs> Too philosophical as well to answer. So. But it sort of takes you apart as a human being. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I should think about my life. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Uh, there, you've had, I was reading about quite a... You had a, 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 a death as well with the 700 barman. Do you remember this uh, Oh, yeah. Well, story? yes, I've told it a few times. But, um, uh, yes, uh, corporate in Bedford, I think it was... Um, Several hundred barmen on their night off 
going fine. Halfway through, think, well, you know, I'll just chat to them a bit. And I said, well, this is a bit strange, isn't it? It's your night off. You get free food and drink. Surely you get that every night of the week where you work. A woman shouted out, we don't get free food and drink. So I just say, how come you're all so fat then? (laughs) I didn't realise quite uh, the girth of the lady involved. She ran out crying. Um, The room split into those who thought it was funny and those who were utterly outraged. I was surrounded afterwards and told, go into that room, she is crying in that room. You go and apologise. And so I tried to explain about comedy. <laughs> and uh, I ended up running to the car. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few times where I've had to run out the back exits of places. Yeah. No, some, I did a black night once, a uh, black comedy night. and. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, in the, where was it? Uh, Malcolm Hardy used to do them. Was it Wilsden or something? Wilsden something. Right. And uh, someone shouted out. I had a standard put down in those days. If someone shouted at me. I'd say, oh, I used to go out with them. <laughs> and then they'd shout at me again. And i go, still hurts, eh? <laughs> and uh, I said it to this bloke. And he rushed the stage and the bouncers. And, <laughs> and I had to go out the back. Yeah. Another time, I could go on all night. <laughs> I did a trade union congress thing. Yeah. You know, and as we know, those can be difficult. I, I, used, I used to have a joke that uh, went something like, uh, I, I remember years ago, I used to go out with a girl who was, you know, deformed. <laughs> For some reason, that night, I forgot to go... There was no explaining it. <laughs> well, the people who are listening to this as the audio podcast will have a similar, <laughs> have a similar confusion. We may be getting some, uh, yeah, yeah. some complaint emails. If, uh, for anyone listening uh, at home, what he did was this. <laughs> so it was fine. Yeah. Uh, and you are, I think this might be the same article I read about you, but you, uh, because obviously you, you put to distinguish yourself from the character of Milton Jones, a very difficult character you uh you yeah. put your hair up a bit uh, yeah yeah and your quote well, it, is the thicker the crowd the higher the hair yeah <laughs> it does give me 10 seconds you know if you do a, a difficult crowd in the middle of essex or something and uh, certainly when i was less known uh it's sort of if you go in sounding a bit middle class and playing with words <laughs> then it doesn't always go that well but if you stick your hair up and go oh he's mad <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's a lot less threatening yeah. for some reason. It seems to work. And it, uh, talking earlier about misdirection as well, I think most people who do one-liners have a way of deflecting the attention from the words. In that, I say Tim Vine is very sort of showman-like, doing jokes like that, and Jimmy Carr goes for the dark side, uh, not, and I go for the weird side. That's basically it. And so you're, you're sort of creating a world other than the words. Because, uh, too, I was saying that, um, you know, I have gone... Uh, someone introduced me too early at a club once and uh, I hadn't done my hair or my shirt or anything and I just ran <laughs> on stage and did the same jokes and I felt from the audience maybe it was just my insecurity that they were all going these are just puns really aren't they <laughs> yeah <laughs> just words <laughs> yeah. 
But so maybe it is interesting that I think when you yourself as a performer feel, you know, that it's, it's a prop for you as much as the audience. So you think you're sort of thinking, oh no, they're not laughing as much because they're thinking this. You yeah. Know? And no, that, so you make the problem for yourself, I think, a lot of the times when sometimes it can just be, it's a quieter room or a high yeah, ceiling. No, or something. no, absolutely. Um, but also I started off as an actor. Yeah. Actor. And uh, there's something about putting the hair on and the shirt and go, right, now I am playing the part. Mm. And when you stop, I mean, because there, there are two types of comics, aren't there? There's a comic that's on all the time and joke, 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 and fun for ten minutes, but hell to share a car with. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other one who's sort of one person off stage, one person on stage. Yeah. Which I think I'm the latter. I think, I, mean, I, I think so. I hope so. It would be hard to uh, to. How, so with the with the uh, be hard to be hard to keep it up. I think forever. I think yeah. it would sort of drive you. It's, it is, but it's that mm. it is that thing where it, if you're playing a slightly insane character, and I like to just kind of skirt around those yeah, issues yeah. of playing slightly crazier than I am. Uh, and uh, in different ways, it, you know. But the danger is that then that kind of comes, you know, yeah, well, affects think, your real life like a, you become a zombie. But I, I think it's quite hard for comedians, whichever type they are, for it not to affect your real life. Yeah. Because it, it is, it affects how you are socially as well. You can't help, if someone says something and you go, no, there's something in that. Yeah. Or even, we all know comedians who try out material in normal conversations. Yeah. And we can spot it, and probably their friends and family can <laughs> as well. But you just think, oh, for goodness sake, give it a rest. <laughs> Anyway, three men went into... <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to do jokes now. That's, uh, this, you're on, this is on stage. I was interested in you. So you, did, you went to drama school. Or drama, or I went to Middlesex Poly, as it was okay. then, to do drama. From fans. More people have heard of Middlesex Poly drama department than Planet Mer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. And uh, did, So did you do uh, much acting? Uh, I did. When I, I left uh, college, I did a bit of uh, theatre and education. Ah, yes. And uh, <laughs> the sort of... A uh, group that, uh, what's it, League of Gentlemen spoofed, basically. Oh, yeah, the legs akimbo. <laughs> yeah, the legs akimbo type <laughs> scenarios and kids' pantomimes and things like that. But I wasn't working very much. So that's why I turned to doing stand-up, because you could say to a director or a producer, come and see me do this stand-up. And I thought I'd be marvellous at it, because I knew how to speak. Uh, but it turns out it's quite hard. <laughs> Especially when someone interrupts you. Yeah. Then you, you're off script, and then you don't know what to do. Well, it's much harder than acting, because acting's just reading something out yeah. that someone else is uh, yeah. putting in a face, isn't it? Yeah, That's what basically. it is. Yeah. <laughs> is that, was that yeah. the course Whereas of middle comedy. sex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Comedy's about writing it yourself and then putting in a face. Yes. That yes. is slightly harder. <laughs> it's slightly more difficult. But at least you can go anywhere you want, and, and if you forget your lines halfway through, you can pull another face and just go off in a different direction. We'd be a nightmare in a play now. Well, you do plays. But <laughs> <laughs> I rarely am in them, I have to okay, say. Okay, well, well, you know, there's less fear of forgetting lines and things. You think, I'll just make something up. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> of course, other actors are really freaked by that. Yes. Because they, you know, they don't... When, you know, actors... Usually actors are very nervous and do warm-ups beforehand because we're sort of eating pies and <laughs> just finish and walk on and start talking. <laughs> I know I am. That's what we were doing backstage, just, yeah. <laughs> just guzzling big pies. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and do, so do you, are you doing any acting? Would you take acting work now, or is it, is it stand-up? I would do, except that often you have to go away and do Aberdeen for six weeks or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I'd love to do a bit more. I'm trying. We're all trying to get our own sitcoms off the ground, sure. I suppose. But um, I'd like to act in something I wrote, yeah. for sure. 
Because uh, you have done, I mean, obviously you've done your radio series. Yeah, Planet Earth. Planet Earth, there yeah, was a yeah, lot yeah. of acting in that. Yeah, and yes. uh, <laughs> what happened, because well, I love the title of, of your, you had a, a, was it a Channel 4 pilot? House of Rooms. Yeah. yeah. Norm Jones, House of Rooms. That's House crazy. of Rooms, yeah, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, actually. But oh, is it? I'll everyone chance. seemed to like it, except the head of Channel 4. <laughs> so that was kind of the key person. Yeah. Uh, but obviously I'm developing other stuff with every other person as well at the moment. So who knows? Who knows, we may get a chance to do something similar. Yeah, mm. it is difficult. Let me, I'm going to ask you an emergency question. Oh. Uh, this is a new emergency question, a uh, newish. If you had to choose between dating a man who was, a, who was literally a six-foot penis... <laughs> so he's just I know a, pe- a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just a penis. He's a penis. He's, a penis. Okay. he's got yeah. a face. How would he stand up? Then? Well, he just manages to stand up. He doesn't have feet. But he doesn't yeah. have balls either. He's just a penis. But that would help, though, with the balance. <laughs> I imagine it's a sort of slug-like affair underneath there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how he's sort of standing, and there's some kind of okay. sucker on the bottom. Yes. Uh, or... or... <laughs> <laughs> he got carried away there. Yeah. We can discuss, you know, there might be more questions about each... Uh, yeah. He's got a little face so that, and he's got a mouth. Uh, he doesn't have any genitalia because he is a genitalia. Just one eye, though. Yeah, there's <laughs> what he's, you know, he's got. He's got, a, he's got an external meatus upon his there. Yeah. So, which you could, you know, if, 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 the, if the date went well... He has yeah. got a polar neck. If the date went well, you could have sex. You'd have to find a way to have sex with him. I, I would imagine that you would have to use his... His blowhole, uh, as yes. but, there, but unless he had his own genitals as part of the yeah, he doesn't. Okay, he does not. He does not have that. That would be weird. Yeah. Uh, or my mistake. Or or the other choice is a man who instead of a penis has a tiny man, <laughs> who's a separate person, but not he's connected. He's not yeah, detachable. Yeah, uh, and uh, he's got his own personality. Yep. He's uh, facing... We've established a few things. The man yeah. is facing... The, they're face-to-face, yes. so to speak. Uh, he, there are still testicles. His feet, yeah. his, his feet are into the body, so he's yep. head up. Uh, I think that's the main... He can talk and stuff. So you can, It's like going out with two people. Yeah. Uh, but again... And, and that man would in turn have his own tiny man as a penis... And, and so, so on to infinity on, like, on, like on all a, the way around. A weird Russian doll. Yeah. yeah. Which of those two? Which I think the former, two? actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because the, uh, the, uh, the other one is, well, it's just, you'd look into his eyes, wouldn't you? Yeah. Too, too awkward. Yeah. Whereas the other. <laughs> <laughs> this, you aren't the man with the penis, you're dating the man with the penis. Yes, no, I'm aware of that. that. Yeah, so, I'm aware yeah. of that. But you just would get distracted by the two... Yes, it would be. More I feel sorry for this. Everyone goes for the tiny. I feel sorry for the tiny man who, in a way, is a sort of slave or vassal of the larger man. Yes, he can't escape from. So they're not a Siamese sort of a thing. It's well, a... it's sort of almost, but they But he's. Yeah. yeah, but he's tiny as well. He's. He should be in a different world, shouldn't he? He's been somehow. I taken think the whole idea to... is from a different <laughs> world. It's an important question. It says yeah. a lot about people which one they choose, and you're the only person to choose to go out with a six foot penis, and that will be. The headline in the, yeah, in the yeah. Daily Mirror. Yes. Milton Jones yeah. wants to date a six-foot penis. Right, yes. Well, that's an interesting answer. Um, <laughs> if you were dying, uh, which I hope doesn't happen for a while, uh, which c- celebrity would you like to stroke your hair as you died? Ooh. You can have any of the celebrities. I chose... I don't know why. I chose Bouncer from Neighbours. When I don't yeah. know why I chose... That was a sort of odd choice. 
But it, it's, you've kind of got to throw yourself into it. It's quite difficult to think. Alive or dead? Well, I mean, they would be alive when they yeah, did it. Yeah. You would be nearly dead, and then Obviously, you would die. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing you would have would be there. there. Then they're just going, oh, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. If it was me, this was what you'd say. Don't worry. It'll be yes. all right. You'll get, just step into the light. <laughs> just step into the light. Yes. Trying to think or I something. might go, don't, oh, you're not going to die, don't worry, he's going to die. He's definitely going <laughs> to die. Just pretend he's not going to die. Someone with healing hands. <laughs> he could. Yeah. Um, who'd that be? McCoy from Star Trek. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly get better. Yeah, I can't think. Barbara Woodhouse, she's probably quite good at stroking. <laughs> she would. <laughs> I was going to say Rolf Harris, but... Uh, <laughs> not not anymore. No. Not now. Not after everything he's done. Which, if you had to... Ch- if you went on a... Uh, let's move on. Uh, if... Uh, just... I just realised... I was thinking of his painting and then I remembered yeah. the other stuff that had happened. Uh, so, uh, if you went... I've come up with an idea for a show uh, called Desert Island Dicks. It's not what you're thinking. You get standing on a desert island with your favourite eight Richards... Which eight Richards would you take with you to the oh, desert? Right, okay. I am, I am the luxury Richard. Oh, I'm like, I'm honestly. like the Bible and William Shakespeare. You get me, yes, whatever yes, happens. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Richard the Third. Okay. <laughs> Are you shunning Richard the First and Richard the Second? Yes. Wow. I'll say yes. Um, Richard the Third, not Richard Keys. Um, <laughs> Richard Burton. Yeah. But we could. Um, you've got. You've. You count that as three, but the second one was a not the one that you weren't oh, going to yeah, have. True. Hey. Richard Pol- <laughs> Polly, who's a friend from school. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, Richard I- Iowadie. Oh, yeah, Richard uh, Iowadie. Yeah. He's a good choice. Um, so far, you've gone for all original Richards, which is good. What's the alternative to that? Uh, well, other people have chosen Richards, and you haven't, got, you haven't matched any of them yet. Because oh, you're not allowed to have... I'd be good at pointless. Then. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just coincidental. Um, it is. Um, Richard, Richard, what? Richard Eyre, is there E-Y-R-E? Is yes. playwright? <laughs> yeah, I think you're something like that. Yeah, that's yes. right, yeah. Um, Wendy Richard. Yeah, that's all right, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> she may be in demand. <laughs> um, Richard... Whitmore, who used to oh, do the yes. news. Good one. Yeah. Very good. Uh, what I quite like about this is it, it takes a long time to, <laughs> to think of it. It's hard. Richard Baker. Who Richard used to Baker, do, another. Used to the news. That would create We'd tension. have a lot of good voices. <laughs> Burton, <laughs> Baker, Whitmore. Do you think there'd be tension having two newsreaders? Yeah, there might on be the island. Maybe, yeah, I think and maybe one might end up face down in the water. <laughs> and I good think, night but, from him. I think, I think Baker would take Whitmore. <laughs> Yeah, Baker's voice was... But is he still alive? I don't know. I think he uh, might be. Anyone know if Richard Baker's still alive? I think Richard Whitmore might still be alive. Yeah, probably is. But how many is that, uh, Richard? I think you're up to about six. The trouble is, kids aren't called Richard these days. They aren't. That's what makes no. it hard. Or Milton, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was never quite the case. They would never be Desert Island Milton's. No, no, they wouldn't. They'd be me and Milton Keynes. Um, that would be a roundabout island. Yeah. <laughs> um, Richard, Richard, um, <laughs> Ricardo, does that count? Yeah, I guess. Ricardo yeah. Cavallo, the defender who used to play for Chelsea. <laughs> um, it feels to me like you're, 
you're just making this up as you go along, no, rather no, no, than no, no, putting no. a lot of. I no, want somebody to vouch vouch for Ricardo Cavallio, who used to play for yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, no, but I'm Thank just, you. I'm just concerned that you're just saying the first eight Richards you can think of, where it has to be, it has to be the eight that you would take to a desert island. I think they're one and the same. <laughs> Because we're going to send you to Desert Island with all these people. Yeah, no, I like the idea. Though. It's mm. a good, uh, sort of a, a bit Dave Gormanish. Isn't it? it is. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Wreck that. Talking to Dave Gorman, when you um, uh, eat asparagus, which I'm guessing you do all the time now with your celebrity lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Does your wee smell of asparagus afterwards? Um. Yes. Yeah, it does. Good. That means you have the receptors that can, unless someone else has told you that. Sarah Pasco, uh, her wee does smell of asparagus. Regardless, <laughs> <laughs> she eats so much asparagus it's hard to tell. She can't smell the smell. It took her boyfriend smelling the asparagus to let her know that her wee smells of asparagus. Let's go round to their house. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, the uh, tape of that got lost. Yeah. So we never, the, the people at home will never know uh, about it. Uh, but there we go. Uh, right. Um, the next, you're the patron of Chance for Children. Chance for Childhood. Oh, all right. Chance for Children. I went back. Like something else. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to Wikipedia to check whether it was Change or Chance. I didn't then check whether it was Children or Childhood. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Chance for Childhood. I am. So a chance for childhood. That's yeah. more sinister than chance for children. That's like, <laughs> you've got a chance for childhood, or... Mm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. chance for children... That sounded fun to me. So like <laughs> but you but get to go to... Have you been, you've been to Uganda? I've been, I was in Uganda. Basically, it's a, um, a charity that works with children, surprisingly. Different projects around the world. I went out to Uganda in May this year uh, to see them working with ex-child soldiers, which was heavy. Yeah. Um, and it kind of came away... Thinking, well, I'll tell you, I had to speak to a youth group because they wanted me to do my comedy, and none of them, English wordplay was kind of not the thing they were looking for. Um, but yeah, I, I pretended to be Patrick Monaghan, basically. <laughs> He's a comic who does a lot of crowd interaction and stuff. And didn't use his material as such, but, you know, lots of that um, interaction. I got away with it. You could have got away with it in Uganda. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> yes, I'd still be going on. But anyway... Yeah. Um, uh, I got to the end of this performance, loosely uh, call it that, and uh, and so and they did, did questions and answers afterwards. And the kid put up his hand and said, uh, "So, in your uh, career as a comedian, what difficulties have you had?" And I looked out at uh, the kids who'd been whose parents' houses had been burnt down, and girls had been raped, and their kids were running around, and the kids had been soldiers and forced to shoot their own relatives. I thought. Probably not that much. <laughs> to me, bad. Uh, so, good luck to you. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was very salutary. And uh, seeing kids who brought in from the jungle, who were literally still, you know, finding it very difficult to relax. Yeah. Because uh, just horrible stories. And each, the trouble was, the stories were so horrible, I couldn't empathise. Right. You know, the, um, uh, one of the stories was that uh, uh, what's his resistance army? Um, what's this, Coney's resistance army had come in, had chopped up some adults, put them in a stew and made the children eat them, right? God. Just go, oh, that is a whole different level of bad. Yeah. And uh, he'd made the children help with that. And so they'd be traumatised so badly that that is out of my league of reference, you know. 
um, if they'd said their cat or their granddad had died, I'd been able to go, oh, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But this was like, okay, uh, can I just step back on the plane? Um, I've no, nothing to say here, and I'll, I'll just, just go and do a benefit, if that's all right. <laughs> um, but it was good to suddenly realise that, um, you know, you kind of know it anyway, and we've got fa- uh, compassion fatigue here as it is, but um, if you look into the, the eyes of the people... You know, a lot of them were smiling and running around. I said, well, why, you know, they seem okay, some of these kids. Not all of them. I said, yeah, but a lot of others committed suicide. I said, oh, you know. <laughs> uh, so it's a long-term project, and I, hopefully, well, maybe I won't even go back, because I'm not sure, there's, a, there's an element of, look, I'm not much use here, but I'm more use here. Yeah. Uh, writing stuff and uh, getting some money together, um, you know, with charity bits and pieces. Um, but it did make me think, oh, oh, yeah, I knew that about the third world. But when you see someone's face and you see what they used to have and what they haven't got now, I mean, even uh, they'd had all this trauma, but what they hadn't had, of course, was a childhood. They hadn't played with toys, they hadn't done sport, they hadn't, you know. And so I could help with that. Yeah. <laughs> Chance for my childhood as well. To my wife and daughter as well. And they just did art and crafts with them and they're just very easily pleased. And to come back to, to do a corporate for some advertising people afterwards, you just go, ah. Oh. But you can't, you can't tell people, can you? You've just got to try and be the difference where you are. It can be totally overwhelming, though. Yeah, yeah. What nice. charities do you do? Uh, well, I've, I've worked with uh, Scope. Oh, right. Yes, so, yes yeah, of course. A lot. Yeah. So that's, that's the main one I do, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's not at all uh, similar, I don't suppose, but it's, you know, mm. it, it does give you a, again, I, I collected for years without, without going and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I went to, I went to the schools and, yeah. you know, it, it is, uh, you know, that's a, it's a real eye opener. And, but again, I think it's that feeling, you know, it's the feeling because a lot of uh, dis- disability in this society yeah. is sort of hidden away. Sure. And we don't get to, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's a, that's a terrible thing. And it's very difficult for disabled people mm. to, for example, get into this theatre. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, or anywhere. So, it's so yeah. you know, I was very nervous about going there, but it was a, I found it very life-affirming because, yeah, yeah. Be, because I... You know, realised how ridiculous my. I, I was very afraid that I yeah, would yeah. say the wrong thing, or look shocked, or yes. embarrass myself, or you mm. know, whatever I would do that yeah. would screw it up. Uh, and you know, and and you get over that very quickly, and and then mm. and then you sort of see the, the the people rather than the disabilities in the wheelchair. So it was, uh, it was you know, it, it's it's good to do that, do these things, but uh, not yeah, good. Sorry, not great to talk about it on this uh, <laughs> podcast now. When I now go and ask you if you've ever tried to suck your own cock next, now I'm going to look. That's going to that's going uh, to look insensitive, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. going to look like a, a yeah. weird thing. No, it's a, it's a, no, it's a very interesting, interesting, thing. and it's nice that you mm. can. I guess th- to get that perspective, uh, you know, when even if we're doing stupid, yeah. I'm doing cock jokes and you're doing weird puns. Yeah, it's nice that you get perspective well, on the yeah, world. It puts it in context a bit. Yeah. And people say, "Oh, I don't know how you do what you do. You go <laughs> on stage, you do this." Well, it's not easy when you begin, but you know, you get to a plateau and then it does become easier. Yeah. And compared to even a doctor or something, a doctor makes a mistake, and that's. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Whereas we make a mistake and people don't laugh. Yeah. And that feels bad to us at the time, as it did to me two weeks ago at the Cardiff Retail Awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before, just before they put me on, they said, you do realise that 80% of the people here are Indian and don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, what about the 20%? Oh, they said Chinese and Sri Lankan. <laughs> so, just talking to a room for half an hour. No laughs. Well, that's quite, I did an awards thing uh, this, this week uh, at uh, Aston Villa Football Ground. Ooh. Uh, for yeah, some yeah. fans of Aston Villa in, uh, and uh, they leave the. What I found interesting, my had I had my dressing room was one of the director's boxes uh, alongside yeah, yeah. the pitch, yeah. uh, and it was a long way away from the room. We were actually doing a room in Aston Villa yeah. rather than on the pitch. Which was like, <laughs> it was very cold in there. They leave the scoreboard and the lights and the things on even during the week. Really, very big waste of electricity, isn't it? Yeah, they obviously. should spend some of that money on getting some new players. But yeah, it's I don't do many of those things. Uh, uh, but mm. due to having lost a lot of money in Edinburgh, I've had to start uh, <laughs> reassessing my life. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's very well. It's a difficult thing to do because it's because it's an awards. And funny enough, Patrick Moynihan, who you mentioned, had done it the year before, uh, and then I did it this year. And I got, I got through the awards in about there was twelve <laughs> twelve awards, and I got through them in about yeah. twenty minutes. And it was they'd given an hour. And yeah. she said, it was weird, because last year it was the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Moynihan had, for some reason, gone on, yes. gone on which uh, we've yeah. only for the comedians, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. so much for everyone else. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a difficult audience anyway, because it's not necessarily your audience. They haven't come no, to see no. you, they've come for awards. They might not even know there's any comedy or no, anything. Exactly. They go, what? Stop. We're, we were snogging. Don't, <laughs> Don't interrupt us. But, yeah, we've all got horror stories. Yeah. Just not, yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, I'll, I'll get on to this. This will lighten the mood. Uh, this is, have you seen this website, Dirty Britcom Confessions? In which... No, I haven't. Well, I have heard about it. Yeah. I thought that, I, I don't want to know. Uh, well, you're going to find out all about it now. <laughs> We can, you can, there is, I didn't think there would be, um, again, not to be offensive, I didn't yeah. think there would be many for you. There were none no. for Andy Zaltzman, for example. And I'm not no. saying no, no. that I'm putting you on a par with... Uh, I mean, he's got unusual hair. That's all I'm saying yeah. as well. There are fucking loads. There are more for you than Victoria Corrin, who I was expecting there to be yeah. just reams about. And Victoria Corrin's are very respectful and polite. Oh, really? Uh, which, is, which, again, is unusual. Uh, but uh, there are quite a few for you. I'll give you a few. They're not too bad. Uh, I would make such a sticky mess of Milton Jones. Is that good? I don't know. I don't really understand what it is. It sounds like they might want to sort of pummel you to death yeah. with their fists. Or be in Bake Off. Uh, yeah. uh, this might affect the way you perform from now on. Every time Milton Jones licks his lips on stage, I imagine it's me he's licking. I'm not sure I've ever licked my lips on stage. <laughs> now you're going to think about it. Uh, this, this is... I mean, again, a lot of them say more about the person. Yeah, yeah. They're all anonymous uh, fantasies, basically. And uh, they say more about... This one says more about the person. After seeing Milton Jones dressed as Heathcliff in a recent GQ... Did you do that? Yeah? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I can see a picture of you, yeah? I keep having this recurring fantasy that he abducts me from my forthcoming wedding <laughs> in a horse-drawn carriage to a remote farmhouse, drags me into a barn, and after roughly deflowering me... Subjects me to a week-long week, week, week ordeal of utter debauchery. I love every fucking mini of, minute of it. In brackets, I hope my fiancé doesn't find out I wrote this. <laughs> I mean, A, it implies she's been saving herself. She's, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be deflowering her. So, so it's uh, very unhygienic. <laughs> it's, there's, there's, there is lack of hygiene. She's been saving herself till her wedding day, but mm. is hoping that you will turn up on a horse-drawn carriage yeah, yeah. dressed as Heathcliff, I'm presuming. Yeah. Well, abduct her yes do you think you'd be up for, I mean I think there's a danger 
of you doing this. Do you know that's Kate Bush? <laughs> it, could be, it would be nice if it was. Uh, this is just a piece of advice for you. Milton Jones shouldn't wear such tight shorts on Soccer AM. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, probably anywhere. Yeah. Um, this is this is a nice review of your book. It's kind of unu- they're unusual this week, and they're mm. usually quite debauched. I uh, just read Milton Jones's Where Do Comedians Go When They Die? Having watched the spiky-haired, loud-shirted loon on Mock the Week, I was expecting it to be all ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Good it, heckle. It, yeah. it, it broke me in half like a fucking pencil. I would say that is not... Oh, that shouldn't be on... That should be on... They think they've gone to the Amazon reviews page, and that's not, that is not a sex fantasy. Yeah. That's think, a review of your book being do you, moving. Do you think if you go on the Amazon review page... <laughs> <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to check. Uh, and uh, when I went to see Jimmy Carr and Milton Jones, I hoped that they would invite me backstage after the show to fuck me in their dressing room. Was that... Any... <laughs> I mean, that's quite hopeful. I'm not sure I'd like to share anything no, like that's with what Jimmy I... Carr. No. Yeah. But aside from that... Uh, obviously, <laughs> apart from that, yeah. All good. So that's, yeah. that's what the... There's a lot that... There's more than that. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, so well. There's a lot of people having slightly filthy thoughts about you. Perhaps I could use some of the quotes from my poster for the <laughs> you tour. You should do. <laughs> you should do. Uh, right. Uh, if you had to choose between having a uh, handmade out of ham... <laughs> And, uh, and, yeah. and an armpit that dispense sun cream, which is not as popular with the crowd. Yeah. Uh, which of those two things would you choose? This hand is made of ham. Yeah. It would regrow after you've oh, nibbled I was, it. I was going to ask, yeah. So it would be a snack. If you ate it all, it would yeah, take quite yeah. a long time to grow back, though. Yeah. You can't just keep wolfing it down. It doesn't go, it would take a month or so. But if you just nibbled it, you, you know. But do you mean, back. like, not in aspic? <laughs> or is it like, um, well, like uh, processed ham? <laughs> Or is it like fresh? I think it would be a nice. Fr- I mean, you know, I think maybe you, you could get a choice. Not, you can't go too expensive. Crumbed. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like crumbs on it, yeah, then you yeah. can do well, that. I'm sure I could do that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stick it. It would be slightly sticky, I think. Yeah, no, it would be. Uh, yeah, yeah, d- yeah, so definitely. you could just put your hand in some crumbs. Yeah, like a sticky sure. mess of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or and the sun, pre- sun cream you get. The, yeah. That would grow back, so it would be kind of infinite amount of ham. Which to, factor? Uh, it, you choose the factor, uh-huh. but it's only enough for you and maybe one of your family for the year. <laughs> not both of your, not everyone in your family. Okay, I think uh, I'd definitely go for the ham. Yeah, that's yeah, a good no, ham because because then you could have a knife in the other hand. Yeah, you, and just carve away. Yeah, spend hours doing that. <laughs> good. Mm. <laughs> it would it would really hurt as well. I don't imagine. Oh that. right, yeah. no, you tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the devil yeah. setting up and giving it it'll be an amazing thing but it would hurt uh, the sun cream is acid <laughs> it would be acid did you ever watch Murphy's Mob the 1980s uh, no, doesn't television? ring away. Murphy's War no that's the no war good. film um, Murphy's Construction <laughs> The Builders yeah but never Murphy's Mob no, it was good check it out on, uh, yeah. on uh, YouTube it's all up on YouTube I got okay. quite into it. I watched two or three episodes. It's slightly out of sync. But, you know... Yeah, yeah. What year was it made? I would say 1981. Wow. It's just a guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe, a bit, maybe a bit earlier than that. It might have been late 70s. Richard Stilgo. Yeah. He's not in it. Find his keepers. Maybe the Richard. Oh, that's yeah, another Richard. Yeah, yeah. 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 
That would be a good one. That would be a good one. Do you remember Finders Keepers that Richard Stilgo presented? Finders Keepers, not for sleepers. Finders Keepers, where's that square? Finders Keepers, not for sleepers. Finders Keepers, yeah. It was a panel What, what, was, what was the theme tune like? <laughs> I'm very good at discover, remembering TV shows that no one remembers, which yeah, is... Yeah. Follyfoot? Uh, no, I do vague, vague yeah, remember Follyfoot. Yeah. We're a little bit older, so we, we have an unfair yeah, advantage true, over some true. people yeah, maybe. in the audience that they were not born when these shows were on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you and I should roughly remember the same thing. You're, uh, surprise, I'm surprised you're a little bit older than I am. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you, again, because you're so new to comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were about 23. Yes. But you're a little bit older than me, so you should uh, you should remember all of these. Um, oh, well, yes, but then there's a gap, isn't there? When you're sort of teenage, you don't yeah. watch so much. See, like, or maybe you did. I really did. I watched children's TV really? like for a really long time. Mm. I mean, not you know, because I yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I I watched in the. I mean, I was obsessed with Press Gang, and I'm sure that shouldn't be in my. I was an adult. I mean, it was quite a sexy program, though, right? Because they were grown up. Well, they were like. They were in the sixth form. I was still only, like, 21. <laughs> yes. Well, Fist of Fun was based on Why Don't You, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. 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 Who remembers Why Don't You? Yeah. I'd say everyone yeah, remembers. Yeah, yeah. Planet Murph, no. Murphy's Mom, yeah, no. Yeah. Anything with Murph in the title doesn't do so well. That's what, that's what I'm just saying. Or Richard Stilgo, in it. Yeah. Who remembers Finders Keepers with Richard Stilgo? Yeah. It was, like, the only connect of, uh, <laughs> of the late 70s. <laughs> Um, Casey Jones? Yeah, Casey Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Champion the Wonder Horse? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Flashing Blade? Flashing Blade, which I, when I was looking at Murphy's Mob, I watched the opening titles oh, yeah. of The Flashing Blade. Again, when, once you get into that loop, you're in trouble on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Because you get into a loop of watching either theme tunes or then yeah. whole episodes and then whole series. Mm. The, uh, the Lost Islands was the ah, one. Ah, there once was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do the whole thing. I've watched about 12 of these yeah, yeah. who had a wonderful oh, idea. <laughs> Take children from all places with all kinds of faces. Together into a sailing ship. There were 40 guys and girls. They were sailing ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. I can do the whole thing for you. I think we, I think we may, have, uh, may have discussed this one in a previous series. Yeah. Dusty's Trail? Dusty's Trail? Yeah. No, it was ITV. Maybe you weren't allowed no, to watch we ITV. we weren't allowed to watch, <laughs> to watch ITV. Anyone, anyone enjoying this Peter Kay? <laughs> Unpopular step down. It's a really difficult thing to get yeah. it right. You know, that's why Peter, yeah, yeah. Peter Kay is a genius for spotting yeah, yeah, no. you that you just have to go for the really popular ones. Yeah. That, is, oh. that, was, that was his genius. White horses. Mm. Yeah. We can just sing theme tunes for, yeah, I mean, we we, yeah. for the next 15 minutes. There were some, there were some really good ones. Yeah. The Murphy's Mob theme tune is genuinely one of the best. I'll have to look it up now. Have a look. It's, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll move backstage after I'll... Uh, yeah. I've got a computer back there. We can have... Excellent. A man's left in disgust at us. <laughs> yeah. How have they got so long? He's gone to watch it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. One. I what? thought you would have done. I thought I, no, it was a. I was disappointed. No. I thought of all people, you would have seen a ghost. Of all people. Yeah. <laughs> all the Do I, I look just... like I've seen a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Um. Has anyone? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Well, that's not a yeti, is it? It is, yeah. I would allow Sasquatch Yeti 
okay. Bigfoot in any There's one's in the Himalayas and one's in North America. And they're different, but that's like saying, I've seen an Indian elephant and I'm not going yeah. to say, I haven't seen an African elephant. Greg Davis, does that count? <laughs> he does, he has, <laughs> he's got about the biggest, although uh, uh, Robert Llewellyn had uh, used to make shoes and he made a shoe for a size 30 uh, foot. It's what we discovered in a previous... Uh, oh. Here's the here's the thing. My son, sorry, oh sorry, <laughs> you know it's going well when the audience of podcast interrupt. What? <laughs> uh, he was just shouting out Rahul Estepar. Oh, I he? said Estepar. Andy McH is better than most of the audience okay. at spotting at spotting this. Yeah. I was going to say uh, Greg Davis was my drama, uh, my son's drama teacher. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So my name's Mr. Davis, I'm six foot eight, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I first met Greg in a parents' meeting. Oh my god. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't I didn't know he did comedy at that point. Right. And then Rod Gilbert said to me afterwards, Oh here you've met Greg Davis. I said, Oh Mr. Davis <laughs> <laughs> And then after that we didn't talk about my son at all, we just talked about <laughs> Comedy. Ridiculous. How weird. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> Whatever happened. <laughs> Up for a uh, British Comedy Award. Uh, Is Dan, I think so, yeah. Oh, cool. I've the 22nd year in a row that I've not been invited <laughs> to the ceremony. I'm not bitter about it. Yeah. One of these. I'm going to give it 22 mm. more years and then I'm stopping. Oh, yeah. That is. What does that say that for? Oh, well, this is what I, I don't know what it says. I want to have to ask you about that in a second. Uh, but you did the... Uh, we've got to talk about this. You did the Men's Health Abs Challenge. Ah, yes. Both, uh, we didn't really... Well, we, did, we didn't do it together. No, no. But no, we no, were no. both featured in Men's Health, where we did the six-week abs challenge. Mm. Uh, as you could probably... People were... People, probably people were looking at us thinking... Yeah, yeah. What's with the abs? What were they like before? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you managed to, It was quite a few months ago. Have yes. you managed to keep up with the um, abs? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, certainly, I don't drink fruit juice anymore. Oh, okay. I drink less coffee. Um, I try and drink less alcohol. That's difficult. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's mainly about doing sit-ups, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't work. Uh, actually, if you drink really, if you're drinking really yeah. like that... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, on the first day, my personal trainer, because we each got yeah. a personal trainer for six weeks. And did you do supplements as well? Uh, I didn't. I no, I didn't. Yeah, I no, did a little bit of that, but they all tasted horrible. No, I got a, I got a um, nutritionist, or is that what they call oh, right, yeah, who yeah. was a bit new agey for my mm. t- tastes, and and, and um, I did some of it. She made me oat groats uh, oh, for yeah. breakfast. Which, yeah, <laughs> sounds rude, right? Yeah. But I, I, she, I said, oh, I always eat porridge for breakfast because I really like yeah. porridge. And so that flummoxed already. And then she got oh, out yeah. these things and said, just point to what size flakes you would have on this chart. <laughs> she got out different size porridge right. flakes. Because she was thinking, I could see, she's going, I'm going to show him. He's going for the little uh, regular yeah. tiny flakes that everyone has. I said, no, my flakes are like that. I like jumbo, yeah. old Scottish, old-fashioned oats. That is what. And so she was flummoxed oh, by guess, that. Yeah. She went, oh, because then she still yeah, yeah, had yeah. to come in with you're doing it wrong. That's yes, her job, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Then yeah. she said, well, you're going to have to eat oat groats, which is like the oats before they've been processed. You have, to, you, have to, it is, yeah. you have to soak them in a, uh, 
you have to put them in a flask overnight with hot water and then they cook in the flask overnight and then I had to have them with like 300 grams of vegetables that was my breakfast I don't do that anymore yes it was kind of quite interesting I lost half a stone did you yeah I lost well this year I've lost um, I'm actually now back to where I was before I started doing the men's health challenge (laughs) exactly but this year I've lost like 12 kilos so I've done quite a lot before yeah yeah uh, I did it. So, but it was it was good. I, yeah, I, no. I also I worked out next to uh, Prince Harry. Really? Yeah, because my gym was they, they gave us membership to these kind of yeah. nice gyms. Mine was the third space, which is in central London, mm-hmm. and it's and he goes there. Wow! And then we were in a room, and then him and his trainer came in and was, were next to me. And then I was. Well, what was he I doing? Was, what was he doing? Well, what I exercises? didn't want to look at him too much because he was doing quite manly things at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting on one of those, big, <laughs> one of those big balls, yeah. you know, <laughs> and having to go over. I was trying to go over backwards yeah. and touch the floor. So it was a slightly, in, you know, this wasn't how I pictured meeting royalty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, could, yeah. it was difficult. I was doing the opposite of bowing, though. When you think about it, so it's the, showing the most disrespect yeah, yeah. to impossible. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't the curtsy, curtsy move. <laughs> yeah. move yeah. But uh, I was sort of sli- I felt slightly self-conscious about anyone else coming yeah. into the room while I was doing that. But then yeah, it was Prince Harry. <laughs> and if I, you know, but I was, you know, he was there. I could have lunged at him. Yeah. Because I he knew have I had security with him. He didn't. But I guess the guy, the guy he was with. Look, I yeah. reckon Prince Harry could deal with me oh, on really? his own, <laughs> <laughs> given he's given he's in the army yeah. and that. He didn't go ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I went and punched. So yeah, yeah. it was. It was do, did you? Feel, how did you feel doing the after? The, well, and the before and the after shots. Uh, I did them on my own. Yeah, which was because you weird. weren't there. I was going to say I couldn't yeah, remember no, if you no, turned no. up right at the end. I insisted on doing because <laughs> we, uh, we, me, Stephen K. Amos, yeah. and Alderton, and uh, Terry Alderton had to sort of do a group yeah, yeah. shot where we were larking around and sort of yeah. hugging each other. Yeah. And it was like a, it was really like a colour chart because I'm very pale, <laughs> and Terry Alton was slightly orange, yeah. and Stephen K. Amos is obviously uh, a, a browner man. Yes, <laughs> is that the politically correct way of? <laughs> I see it's so confusing these days. But it looked it was, it was just the three of us in a row looked yeah. slightly, and I'm quite short, and they're both yeah. quite tall yeah. gentlemen as well. But I'm glad I did it because if you don't do that, you never ever do it. Do no, you? If, you, if it's all laid on for you. And you say, nah, down. So, but it was difficult. I didn't have a beer for the whole World Cup. Which right. I, you know, it was hard work. I've kind of given... I don't like drinking anymore. Really? I've kind of given it up. Wow. I, drank, I, I gave up th- those three months yeah. I was doing that, and then I did drank a bit in Edinburgh, and then I, mm. I don't like it anymore. It's probably good all round, yeah. isn't it? Health-wise, financial. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's sort of... I would like to be... I'd like to still feel young... <laughs> I'd like to have the. I'd like to think I could do it if I wanted to do it. You're getting it. lots of early nights. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Would you do a beer ad? No, I don't really. Uh, mm. Again, I'm having to slightly reassess my world after <laughs> this year's Edinburgh. Uh, but I don't really like the idea of doing adverts. Did you do that? Do you, have you done adverts? I've done old bits and pieces. I, I, I'm not against them, but I, I'd like to think I would be careful. Yeah. I do odd voiceovers now and again. Yeah. I did a voiceover not so long ago for a carvery in Yorkshire. <laughs> And it was two ninety nine. That, that's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> two ninety nine to eat as much as you want. <laughs> what is it? And think how much money they were spending on advertising. Yeah, yeah I know. 
when you say it was two ninety nine, that's what the car because that wasn't what you got paid. <laughs> it's two ninety nine, Milton. Yeah. You have to drive up to Yorkshire yeah, yeah. and sort of just do it and stand in the corner of a restaurant. <laughs> roll up, roll up. <laughs> car free is now open. Yeah. Two ninety nine. Is a bloke from Mock the Week? Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, I do them, but not often. Yeah. You don't have a moral objection to... Well, well uh, some to things, I've turned quite a lot down. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you go, oh, someone's got to talk and they don't even know it's me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure that makes it all right. It does, it's, is that like the, we're gassing people in chambers? Yeah, yeah. No one knows it's me doing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hidden behind a little... Yeah. One time the screen come up and they saw... They yeah. realised it doesn't really matter. They're all yeah. going to be yeah. dead in a minute anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly the same logic. Yeah. That's why. That's how. That's how I. It was a satire of no. the advertising industry. Yeah. <laughs> You're on tour uh, with your mm. new show. What's yes. it? You got a title for your new show? Uh, Milton Jones and the Temple of Daft. Oh yes. And uh, sort of Indiana Jonesy feel to it. Because I've got the same surname, basically. <laughs> um, and it starts in February. And I'm doing odd warm-ups now and again. But, uh, uh, yes, it's a lot of one-liners. It's more of a narrative this time. It's more like a radio show that I've done. Okay. Um, so it's me following the arc of a story loosely. Right. <laughs> loosely. And, uh, and then I play my uncle. What I do is I do 15 minutes at the top as my uncle. I did my granddad on the last tour. And then I have a support act, Nish Kumar. Who yeah. It's very good. And then I do an hour and a bit in the second half. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of words, though. Well, it is. Like I say, I've, I've written, like, six one-liners in my life. Uh, and, I, and I... Well, this is kind of... Well, let's quickly brief, brief talk about this. Interestingly, at the, um, at, the, at the awards I did this week in um, uh, Aston Villa, uh, I, did a, I did a joke which I've been doing for 20 years, yep. which actually Stuart Lee wrote. That's how, right, that's how he wrote it years ago, and then I went and it fitted into one of my shows, that no one's ever complained about that it upset one person. Uh, this this thing, which is uh, Jerry Hall uh, advice girls on how to keep your man is to attack like a cook in the kitchen, a maid in the parlour, and a whore in the bedroom. Uh, better advice, though, girls, if you want to keep your man, is to act like a whore in every room of the house. <laughs> Most women really care what state the parlour has got into, as long as you're whoring it up in the, the air and cover. Uh, so, uh, I've done that, Joe, and I kind of think that's, that's sort of fine. But then I think I've been doing it for a long time so maybe it's time to get yeah. rid of it anyway. But like one person like, put yeah. every, did an everyday sexism about me because of that. So uh, that's kind of, it's sort of weird when that happens. Yeah. When you've done a joke that long and never had a complaint about it and then some one person complains yeah. about it. They didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah. But have you, you've had, you had a sort of similar thing I think with you did a joke about uh, the praying at mosques. Well no, I've, I've got a lot of similar things to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a joke idea which... I think I do in most places about um, uh, tricky, isn't it? If you're in a mosque and everyone's praying and you really enjoy leapfrog. <laughs> do you know, it's not about the Muslim religion. It's just about yeah what it looks like when they're praying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think I think that's fair enough. But I probably wouldn't do it to some soldiers in Afghanistan. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Um, even though I think it would probably go down well. Um, there was another joke I used to have. Is uh, Recently I've set up a uh, uh, holiday for children. We've been advertising a holiday for children with short attention spans. 
but I've made the mistake of advertising them as concentration camps. (laughs) (laughs) And I use it, it works perfectly well, but just one or two Jewish friends went, "Mm." (laughs) they just went, "Mm," a bit too much, and I thought, oh, I'll just not do it. Yeah, it's sort of of interesting, I mean, as we're recording this, there's uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussion this week about Dapper Laughs, who's uh, just uh, been doing sort of very, I mean, not as clever as either of any of those <laughs> jokes, and they're just fairly basic sexist uh, rape-based jokes, which are not, not very well thought through. But it's it, it's kind of interesting that I mean, it's about the audience you're playing to as much as anything. I, yeah, mis- yeah. I think the mistake I made with that was to do it was the edgiest joke I did in this in this set. Sure. But you know, obviously at a comedy night, that's kind of okay. Yeah. But you know, again, I would say the the spirit of that joke is against what Jerry Hall said rather than against... Yeah. It's just sort of mocking that rather than really no, thinking absolutely. anyone's going to take that seriously. But it's a bit cheeky. It's about, mm. it's about the person doing it. So, you, you know, Dapper yeah, Laughs yeah. could take that uh, mosque joke and make it quite unpleasant, is my, yes. and I have is my done, guess. <laughs> I have done gigs in certain places and I have heard lads at the back go, Yeah! Tell them! <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no, sorry, I did that. No, you haven't really caught the vibe here. And uh, I think... Yeah, you're always going to get someone who misinterprets what you yeah. say. The trouble is, well, I think we become quite hard-skinned, and it's quite—it's a joke that works, so we're going to do it. But it's quite hard to keep a conscience of any kind um, or integrity because we've got to fill up a tour with jokes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's sometimes, and comedians aren't always the best person, I think. To, no. So, you know, Although, I mean, what, that's what's been interesting about this week is, in a way, the comedians... Mm. I mean, I think with Dapper Laughs, he never really worked within the circuit, so he never had that... Yeah. I mean, it, there's a sort of self-policing... Mm. You'd give advice to each other, sure. I think. You'd say, well, yeah. maybe try this, or is the irony coming across in this? Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what irony is, Dapper Laughs? Because I don't <laughs> think you do. Yeah. That isn't just saying the thing and pulling a funny face. It has to yeah, mean yeah. something. Uh, so, you know, you, there would be a bit of self-policing about it, I think, in a way. And then, actually, this... Mm. Because comedians have kind of got together and gone, this is not yeah, really yeah. what we want to be associated with, yes. which is sort of weird in itself. But it is, mm. yeah, it's, it's. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a, you are, you are, you've got to make your own decisions. And yeah, nearly every joke I've done, probably at some point, someone will come up to you and go, mm. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, but it's so much about the persona, I think, of the person as well. well so, like, some people can get away with a lot, true. a lot more because you like them and you trust them and you know yeah. what they. Well, someone like Al Murray goes quite close to the line in terms of, you know, the the worst place to follow Al, or never follow Al, uh, (laughs) um, is when he's just played to a load of barmen. Yeah. (laughs) Because he'll just rip the roof off. And um, some of those people, not all of them, will be thinking, yeah, he's one of us. Yeah. And they won't have got the irony on the whole thing. Yeah. And that's the danger. But you can't legislate for that, really. The result, you know, someone will always be offended. Um, there will be uh, a chicken who died crossing the road somewhere, <laughs> and his relatives will be offended on his behalf. Yeah, but then you can't just say you also can't just say it's just a joke either, because some things, mm. if you can say, you know, yeah, I yeah. just I just murdered someone, but it was just a joke. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there is there's a there's a bit of the thing that I. I can't remember which, uh, which of the many World War II Nazi films it is, but there's a film where there's a really horrible bit where some Nazi guards force Jewish people to dance in the street. Does anyone, anyone know what that... There's a, and they're really laughing at them forcing... Murphy's Mob. <laughs> it might be Murphy's <laughs> Mob. But they're basically a machine gun, and they're laughing. So you could say, yeah, yeah. well, 
they're, from their perspective, yeah. they're saying this is just a joke, but what yeah, they're yeah. doing is obviously more than a joke. Sure. So there is, the, there is a line, yeah. uh, and you do have to think about it. But I think most comedians really do think about it. Mm. So that's why you get sort of surprised sometimes when, mm. after that long, someone will come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, things, cha- you know, things do change, and then you, do, you look at that and go, oh, well, maybe I do have to reassess in yeah. the light of the two decades I've been doing that yeah. stolen joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it's time to move on. Yes, mm. but that's but that for me that's the it's, for me it's a terrible shame if one of my one-liners goes down because then there's only four left <laughs> and I'm, then I have to try and write another one and it takes me genuinely if I come up with three jokes in a year yeah. that I can use in a stand-up show to, near the front mm. I'm so pleased yeah. with that so I just I just can't really envisage how you uh, well, how you go about it. Causes for causes. I mean I can't write a story to save my life. I think well. What it was to begin with was I was so scared when I was on stage. I had to get to the joke as quickly as possible. So I ended up writing lots of really quick jokes so that the audience wouldn't have time to be bored or, or heckle. So, but that is, you know, people go, oh, that's your style now. And they've got to keep it up. I remember once uh, supporting Rory Bremner on tour and uh, he did 10 minutes without impressions. And you feel the audience going, what? <laughs> this isn't what I paid for. And once you've set up a style, it's actually yeah, quite yeah. difficult to suddenly change route. You know, it's probably good stand-up that he was doing. It just wasn't... People don't want you to do the old jokes, but they don't want you to do another style. No. They, you know, they pay for what, some more of that. And it's quite... You know, once you've set out your brand, for want yeah. of a better word, um, then you've sort of got to keep within it. But the danger is, of course, that you end up writing old jokes with new words. And you want to try and make it different or interesting for yourself. And if you can do that, then it will be for the crown. Hmm. Still hard, don't it? Why have I written in my uh, book, Kids Writing Set? Kids Writing Set? Yeah, why have I written that down in my book? Um, it's what you want for Christmas. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Kids Writing Set. Do you, do you have any idea why I would have Kids written that writing in, set? To you, in relation to you? Does um, anyone know why? Well, that will remain a mystery. <laughs> that will be the name of this week's yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Kids, Kids writing, writing set. set. Could you write a joke? You could write a joke about anything. This is probably what I was thinking. Write a joke about kids writing set. <laughs> no, yeah. sorry, sorry I'm late, but I got stuck behind a protractor. <laughs> good. It's good. Well, I think that is a good point. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, the time has flown by. I had lots of... It was very, very, very interesting to talk to you. Thank you so much uh, for coming down to the Leicester Square Theatre here in London. We had to fight through Jennifer Lawrence's crowd. Oh, that's who it is, that was, is it? Yeah. Oh, I wondered who it was. <laughs> the premiere of that. Well, because a lot of them were trying to get here, but then they were just yeah. blocked. Yeah, blocked I thought Rich is doing well. Ladies and gentlemen, Millen Jones! listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring. I was the one asking the questions. Good, weren't they? My guest was Milton Jones. Uh, the music is by Pest. Uh, thank you to Orange Mark and everyone at the British Comedy Guide. It's mainly just Mark and his mate, mate Aaron, to be honest. And there might be some other people there as well. Thanks to Chris Evans. Not that one. Uh, and all of his nutters from Go Faster Stripe. Uh, thank you very much to Ben Walker, who is not here. He's off having a child somewhere out of his bum. Uh, thank you to my producer, Dave Grib. Uh, this week it is a Go Faster Stripe, Fuzz and Sky Potato production. I feel like I forgot someone. If I did, sorry. See you next time. Bye.
Thank you for consuming my podcast, either by sight or through your ears, or both, for some of you. If you've enjoyed it, go to gofasterstroke.com and buy a DVD, or come and see me on tour. Go to richtang.com slash gigs. You can find out if I'm coming near to you. We'll be back next week with more crazy adventures. What will we get up to next? I wonder which they'll choose. Will it be them? The man who's a tiny penis? Oh, no, I can't even remember what it works. Anyway, see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.